This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert. It's a pleasure to be with you today on Getting to Know Your Bible. We do appreciate those of you that are watching today, especially are we delighted to have those of you watching today for the first time. Almost every time Getting to Know Your Bible comes on the air, we have those who call us. And they say, this is the first time I've seen this program. And I'm sure we have that, uh, that's the case today. And of course, we have those that watch every time we come on the air. Thank you for watching. Today, we're going to be discussing this Bible topic, If I Could Fly Away. If I Could Fly Away. I hope that you'll stay tuned. Today, we want to continue to offer the free Bible correspondence course. Thousands of people are already studying this course. We have people that are studying this course in many areas of our nation. Almost in every uh, part of our country, we have calls every week, people wanting this Bible correspondence course. Recently, there was a young woman in Guyana, South America, who obeyed the gospel, and she had been studying the Bible course that we offer on getting to know your Bible. We want you to have it. Let's pause for just a moment so the announcer can tell you how to receive the Bible course. To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible correspondence course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail, and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama, 36580 or call toll-free 1-877-711-5214. I want to read now from the 55th Psalm, beginning in verse 1. Give ear to my prayer, O God, and do not hide yourself from my supplication. Attend to me and hear me. I am restless in my complaint and and moan noisily because of the voice of the enemy, because of the oppression of the wicked, for they bring down trouble upon me, and in wrath they hate me. My heart is severely pained within me, and the terrors of death have fallen upon me. Fearfulness and trembling have come upon me, and horror has overwhelmed me. So I said, Oh, that I had wings like a dove. I would fly away and be at rest. No doubt one of man's greatest needs is to occasionally get get away from it all. Uh, Jesus even did that. That there were times that our Lord would, would resort to some solitary place. There he would be alone. And so there are times that we need to be like that. And David wanted to escape. Notice in verse 6 he said, Oh, that I had wings like a dove. I would fly away and I would be at rest. 
And there were several, several reasons that David uh, said that, and one of the reasons was because of his mental anxiety. Notice in verse 2, he said, I am restless in my complaint, and I moan noisily. And so David had uh, this mental anxiety that caused him to want to get away from it all. Then, according to verse number 3, there were some evil speeches against David. He said, because of the voice of the enemy, because of the oppression of the wicked, David wanted to get away from it all. And then there was the hatred that people had of him. In verse number 3, it says, and in wrath, they hate me. They hate me. And David said, I just would like to get away from it all. You see, David had a deep pain in his heart. As a matter of fact, in verse 4, he said, My heart is severely pained within me. Now, you see, I may be describing some of those of you who are watching right now. And it may be that you have said like David, If I could just get away from it all. Oh, that I had wings like a dove. Then I would fly away and I would be at rest. He wanted to fly away. But the only problem with that is that you cannot. You see, you cannot fly away from the difficulties of life. You cannot fly away from the responsibilities of life. We have to stand up and to face those things. And the reason is because life is real. There are some things, of course, that we're not able to escape. That David could not escape from God. Now, you may remember in the Old Testament the story about David uh, taking the wife of another man. As a matter of fact, he sent this man into the front line of the battle, and this man was killed. David sinned. And there came a time that Nathan the prophet stood before David, and he challenged David. He said, now I want you to tell me what I should do with this individual. Now here's the story. Here's a poor man with one sheep, just one sheep. Here's a rich man who has many sheep. Now the rich man comes and he takes the only sheep that belong to the poor man. And he said, now I want you to tell me what shall I do to the rich man? And without any hesitation at all, David condemned the rich man. So Nathan said, David, you're the man I'm talking about. You see, David had taken the only wife of this man he sent into the first into the front of the battle. And David had sinned. As a matter of fact, David said, I have sinned. And then he was told, well, then the Lord's put away from your sin. But here's what I want us to see, that David could not escape from God. God knew everything that was going on in David's life. And there are things that we cannot escape today. We cannot escape the the all-seeing eye of God. Genesis chapter 16 and verse 13 says, Thou God seest me. 
And rather than our thinking about that in a negative way, let's think about it in a positive way. That God sees the needs that we have. He sees the struggles that we have. He sees the conflicts that we have in our lives. There isn't anything about our lives that God does not know. You just cannot escape the all-seeing eye of God, and I'm thankful for that. And another thing that we cannot escape is personal responsibility. Every individual is to assume responsibility for his or her conduct. For example, in Galatians, the sixth chapter and verse five, the Bible says that every man shall bear his own burdens. There are just some burdens that are non-transferable, some burdens that we cannot uh, give to some other individual. Personal responsibility. And I have a personal responsibility for my life. As a matter of fact, one day I will personally answer to God for how I have assumed responsibility for my life. I cannot escape having influence on people. Uh, Jesus said, you're the salt of the earth, you're the light of the world. And whether we realize it or not, whether we recognize it or not, whether we admit it or not, all of us are creatures of influence. And we cannot escape having influence on other people. We, we cannot escape the consequences of sin. Uh, the Bible says the, the wages of sin is death. And the Bible further says in Galatians 6, that whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. So you cannot escape the consequences of sin. Something else that a man cannot escape is dying. Oh, we may do everything we can to prolong that, but we're still going to die. But the Bible says that it is appointed unto a man once to die. We cannot escape that. Uh, righteousness can with, can, cannot withstand the onslaught, onslaught of death, or else Peter and Paul and James and John and, and thousands and thousands of other righteous people would not have died. Strength cannot avail against this warrior called death, or else Solomon uh, or, or Samson, the world's strongest man, would not have died. And even wisdom cannot withstand death or else Solomon, the world's wisest man, would not have died. You, you see, you cannot escape death. There's absolutely no way. Nor can we escape the eternal judgment of God. But we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. That everyone must receive the things done in his body according that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Verse number 10. So you see, there are some things in life that we cannot escape. We just can't get away from these things. Now there are things that in life that man tries to escape. Some people try to escape work. Uh, and it's never appealed to a lazy person. Never has. The Bible says, let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands that which is good, 
that he may have to give to him that needeth. But we live in a time where work is almost a dirty word to some people. They do not want to work. But God ordained at the very beginning of time that man would earn his living by the sweat of his brow. You cannot escape work. Nor can you escape sickness. Why, you can take vitamins, and you can exercise, and you can watch what you eat. But, but the case is that you still may get sick. And so there are some things about life that are inescapable things. You cannot escape having a certain amount of trouble in your life. Job 5 and 7 says that man is born under trouble as the sparks fly upward. Job 14 and 1 says man that is born of woman is a few days and is full of trouble. Do you feel like your life is full of trouble? Well, there's no escaping that. And as long as we are in this body, we that, we will, we that do groan will be burdened. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 4. And so trouble is our lot in life. There's just no escaping it. And we cannot escape the source of trouble. And there are several things that are sources of trouble. One is poor decisions. Some of the trouble that we have in our life is a result of uh, some choice that I may have made that was a, an extremely poor choice. And as a result of that, I have trouble. I can't escape that. And another source of the trouble that we have in our life are the poor decisions that some other people may have made. And because of the poor decisions that they may have made, it causes other people to suffer. Another thing that can cause us to have trouble are calamities, such things as tornadoes that go whipping through the land, creating devastation and leaving death and, and ruin in its path. And that's a source of things, of trouble in our lives. And it's hard, you cannot escape those things. And so we cannot escape trouble, and you cannot always escape the source of that trouble. And then there have been those who've tried to get away from it all. When I think of a person like that, I think of Elijah. Oh, he's a classic example of a person who wanted to run away and hide. I think he would have agreed with David that, oh, that I had wings like a dove. I'd fly away and I'd be at rest. But there is no rest. There is no place you can get away from it all. But he tried. He had challenged and destroyed the prophets of Baal, and Jezebel, that wicked viper of the Old Testament, got after him. And he's running, and he's hiding. And in 1 Kings, the 19th chapter, he, he was so depressed, he wanted to hide. And now we find him under a juniper tree hiding. And he said, Lord, just take away my life that I, that I might not live. I'd just rather die. But it wasn't long until he was up working again for the Lord. But he couldn't escape. He couldn't get away from it all. Jeremiah is another. He was called to preach or to prophesy to a people who were a stubborn, rebellious people. 
and he became so discouraged. As a matter of fact, in Jeremiah chapter 20 and verse 9, he made a decision and he would not make mention of the name of the Lord anymore. But then he said, but his word was in my heart like a burning fire. And so he could not keep quiet because of the burning within his soul to tell men what God wanted them to know. But you see, he couldn't get away from it all. And I think of another, and that's Jonah. Jonah tried to escape. In Jonah chapter 1, Jonah rose up to flee from the presence of the Lord. But may I remind us all that you cannot escape the presence of the Lord. Not only was Jonah trying to escape the presence of the Lord, he was trying to escape his responsibility to go to Nineveh and to cry out against that city. Of course, eventually Jonah went and he cried out and he delivered the message that God gave him to deliver to them. But at first, he tried to escape. Oh, that I had wings like a dove. Then I would fly away and I would be at rest. How can we do that? Well, first of all, the rest for which David sought what was not freedom from inactivity. And it was not freedom from conflict. And it was not freedom from personal responsibility. And it was not a freedom from difficulty. And nor was it a freedom from sorrow. You see, God has never promised to save us from trouble. He has promised to be with us in the midst of it. Well, I look, for example, in Psalms, the 46th chapter, and in verse number 1, the Lord is my refuge. The Lord is our, my refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. When is God a very present help? It's when we're in trouble. He's not just a help. He's a present help. He's not just a present help. He's a very present help in time of trouble. I think about those three Hebrew boys in the book of Daniel that were put into a furnace of fire. And the king came eventually to look in that furnace. And he said, well, I thought we put three in there. Well, we did. Well, why would I see four in there? And there was one walking in the midst of that fiery furnace with those three Hebrew boys. And it was the Lord himself. Now here's a point I want to make. The Lord has never promised to deliver us from the fiery furnace. But he has promised that he will get with us in the furnace. He is a very present help 
in time of trouble. And there isn't anything, absolutely nothing, that will ever be able to separate you from God Almighty. God is for those who love Him. And if the Lord be for us, Paul wrote in Romans chapter 8 in verse 31, who can be against us? And the answer to that is no one. There have been people who have tried to be against God's people, tried to destroy God's people, but God saw them through. And they came out victorious, sometimes in this life. And of course, they're victorious in the life that is to come. So God is on our side in the midst of trouble. You see, God cares what happens. He cares what happens to you. Have some of you may be thinking right now, Brother Lambert, and nobody really cares what happens to me. My, my children don't care anymore. My mother doesn't care. My dad doesn't care. My teachers don't care. I don't even think that my preacher cares what happens to me. And I know I'm speaking to people that feel that way. There are so many people that feel no one cares for me. I'm thinking now about a statement David made in the 142nd Psalm in verse 4. No man cared for my soul. No man cared. He, he felt so alone. You see, he was running away from Saul. He was hiding in a cave. He felt dis, despondent, distressed, and, and, he, and he said, I just don't believe there's anyone who cares anything about me anymore. But there's one who always cares. And that's the Lord, casting all of your care on Him, for He cares for you. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse number 7. You see, no one else may care, but I want you to know that God cares what happens to you. You may be bowed down now unto sorrow. God cares. You may have a heavy heart today because of something that's going on in your family life. God cares about you. You may be burdened down with the guilt of sin. And I want you to know, God especially cares for you. He is a caring God. He is a loving God. Some people have the only concept they have of God, that God is going to punish them in a devil's hell, if they don't serve him. And of course, that's exactly what the Bible teaches. If people don't serve him, they will be lost. But I want us to also know that he's a God who cares about us. He's a God of love. He's a God of pity. He's a God of mercy. He's a God of compassion. He's a God of grace. God cares for you. And he cared so much for you that he gave his only begotten son to die on the cross of Calvary for your sins. You see, God cares about your sin. He wants your sin to be forgiven. You, you can't escape the consequences of it. You can't fly away from it. 
but God can forgive you. I want to read to you a passage out of the book of Revelation, chapter 1, verse 5. Unto him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be a thrilling thing to know that God had washed you and cleansed you and, and made you whole again? That in his sight you were pure and you were without sin? You see, that's how much God cares for you. God cares so much that he has provided a way whereby you can be saved. And he wants to deliver you from the burden of sin, from the guilt of sin, from the penalty of sin, from the stain of sin. And you do that by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when we as a believer in Jesus are willing to repent of our sins and when we're willing to confess that we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ with all of our heart and then we're baptized into the death of Christ by faith we come in contact with that blood that washes away our sins. Listen to Acts twenty-two sixteen. And now why tarest thou rise and be baptized and wash away thy sins calling on the name of the Lord. If you've not done that, may I urge you to do that. You say, I believe in Jesus and I want to serve him. I'm willing to give up my sins and things that I know that are wrong in my life. And, and what do I do? You're to be baptized into Christ. Romans 6, verse 3 and 4. Baptize into Christ. Baptize into His death. And it was in His death that He shed His blood. And by faith we contact that blood when we as penitent confessing believers are baptized into Him. Let me urge you to do that today. You can't fly away from some things in life. But may I urge you to come to Christ with urgency today. May I in the closing moments give you a personal invitation to visit the Church of Christ in your community. If you're not certain where the church is located, why don't you call us? We'll be happy to give you that information. And also, let me urge you to pick up the telephone now and call for the free Bible correspondence course. We'd like for you to have this course. You'll learn more about what you must do to be pleasing to God. Your soul is worth more than all there is in this world. And may I urge you now to take the measures to help yourself, to help your soul for all eternity. I want to thank you for watching. Till we meet again, may the Lord bless you and keep you, is my prayer. Getting to Know Your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ. If you have a question about the church, or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, or to receive the free Bible course, write to 
Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama 36580 or call 1-877-711-5214. Join us next time for Getting to Know Your Bibles.